Welcome to Showbuzz Sports, your one-stop shop for all things sports. I'm Michael Owen. As always, we have Peyton McCowan and Cameron Turner. Today, we got special guest Jordan Campbell. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Gentlemen, thank you for having me in. I'm excited about this. I've been looking forward oh, yeah. to it all day. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Uh, but Jordan's in for the Bama, the Alabama football preview for 2018. Uh, we'll get into the schedule first. Beginning with Louisville on the road in our neutral site, Orlando, mm-hmm. Florida. It ought to be a good game. Showcase some of the Alabama talent. It will. It'll be a good test for Alabama early. Now, the biggest thing, I would have loved to have seen this matchup last year mm-hmm. with Lamar. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that you worry about, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, is Alabama's defense because of the amount of guys that they lost going up against a Petrino offense. You know how good those offenses are going to be up there in Louisville. It doesn't matter who's playing. They're going to put up points. And Alabama's going to be tested early. It'll be a bit different than we've seen the past couple of years because I don't think the defensive side for Louisville is anywhere close to, you know, Florida State or some of these other yeah, big, big games. Teams. But it's still going to be a good test because you worry about Alabama's defense a little bit and they're going to be tested. So it'll be a, it'll be a good game. Yeah, one of, definitely one of their tougher games on the – on the schedule. Then they go to Arkansas State, which will be a, a gimme pretty much. And Ole Miss, at Ole Miss. <laughs> it's a little tricky. I think so. I think it'll give them a little trouble. Worry. I wouldn't be too much worried about it. Yeah. Well, it's a little tricky. Ole Miss is that team this year. Their offense is going to be good. I mean, there's a chance they put up 30 points a game. Uh, Tom is a really good quarterback. They have the best, hands down, the best wide receiving quarterback Brown. At any <laughs> level. And I don't know, have you guys seen the picture of DK Metcalf? He was a freshman last mm-hmm. year. If you look up a picture of DK Metcalf in practice in a game as a freshman, and then Google a picture of him at the Manning Passing Academy, that dude's put on 15 pounds of muscle. He looks like a defensive end playing wide receiver. He's absolutely huge. Um, the wide receiving core for Ole Miss is going to be great. Once again, another test early for Alabama's defense, especially since they lose so much in that secondary. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's a little tricky in Oxford, but. Was it two years ago they got when it Ole Miss gave them some trouble? Three, May years, three years ago? Three years ago, you know, Ole Miss is that team who gives Alabama trouble. That's that's the one SEC team outside of Auburn, obviously, who you think, uh, really, they got no shot, and then they end up winning, you know, never a blowout, but they yeah. end up winning. And I don't know that Ole Miss has a chance to win this ballgame because their defense guys, I'm telling you, the four of us could go play, and that would be an upgrade on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. But offensively, they're going to put up some points. Can Alabama stop people who have high potential? You know, high potent offense is the big question. Yeah. So they then they got home at Texas A and M, which Texas A and M they about any about any better than they were last year. The same uh-huh. team. Oh yeah. It's going to be tougher. Yeah. Jimbo's going to bring toughness to that program. I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. I think most people think Starkle. But the other day they did like a, a captain's picture or something, and it was actually Kellen Mond in the picture. Which I mean, look at. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy. Uh, they're going to be tougher. Usually Texas A&M has some first-round, second-round talent on the defensive side of the football. So it'll be, a, it'll be interesting to see what they can do to test a guy like Tua early, who we all know Tua's good, but we've seen him in high competitive football for one half. How does he do in a whole game against an SEC defense who's going to capitalize on his mistakes. And that's what you're going to get when Jimbo and Nick Saban square off. That's going to be – that is the one matchup early that I'm looking at. I'm more excited for that one than I am the Ole Miss, Louisville, or Arkansas State matchup. Yeah. Do you think the Tua situation has any impact on the way the 
offense syncs together because I know after Jalen Hurts' media comments the other day, a lot of the players came out in support of him, and it seems that the team's kind of split half and half on who they want to play, which everyone knows who should play talent-wise, but it's kind of hard, I guess, for some of those guys. This guy's led you to a 26-2 and record, which is kind of deceiving because we all know that, like we said earlier, that Bama has won a lot of games with very average quarterbacks, so they kind of fall into that system. Right. Do you think that offense has any trouble adjusting to Tua as the starting quarterback? I don't think so. I don't think they'll have any trouble at all because they're going to buy in. Uh, I mean, you're going to get out there. Let's say that early on in the season against Louisville or probably Arkansas State, saving on experiment with it more. Let's say early on in that game against Arkansas State, you give Tua two drives and you give Jalen two drives. And Tua goes 6-for-6 six for, six for 110 yards and two touchdowns. And Jalen goes 2-for-4 for, for 24 yards and an interception. I think the offense is going to be like, look, dude, we appreciate what you've done. We love having you around. You're a great guy. You've never given any of us trouble. We're really good friends. You push us in the weight room. But we're not going to win a championship with you. That's simply how it goes. And the way I look at it from the standpoint of Jalen Hurts is he hasn't won a championship. I mean, yes, he did. they did beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. but And he got credit for that win. But that's Tua's ballgame. If Jalen stays in there, they lose that. So I think the guys want to win ball games, and they're going to rally around the guy that's going to give them the best chance to do that. It's kind of like when you've got you know a friend who you really like him, but he doesn't have any ambition, doesn't have any drive. And I'm not saying Tua doesn't have these things, but he's just kind of sitting around. You guys are all in college. You're working towards a goal. You know what you want to do in life, and this guy's just still chilling at the house. Like you really like that guy. He's mm-hmm. fun to be around. He you know party guy, whatever you want to say, but you know that that guy is not going to make you better. Two is going to make everybody around him better. And I think the guys realize that. They're not stupid. They came to Alabama for a reason to play with the best, and two is the best. Out of those two, two is the best. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, let the best man play. Exactly. Better chance to get you to that championship. Exactly. Uh, Missouri at home? Drew yeah, Locke. Missouri at home, Drew Locke. Be it's one of the circle. See how, I can see how Drew Locke will perform against a good defense right there. <laughs> it's a first-round quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that's an elite defense, what what we perceive to be an elite defense going against a first-round quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be a fun matchup. Once again, four of us play on defense. That's an upgrade. But the offensive side of the football for them is going to be clicking on all cylinders. I think Derek Dooley's their new offensive yeah. coordinator now. Um, so, I mean, you look at what Derek Dooley accomplished with Dak Prescott. He made Dak Prescott and – Des Bryant, that combo, you know, they never really gelled a whole lot, but they were better under Dooley than they were the past couple seasons. So um, that's going to be a fun game offensively for Missouri, defensively for Alabama. That's your matchup there. Yeah, pretty much. And they head to the the big orange to Knoxville. (laughs) You know, Tennessee, I'm high on this team. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people see them being completely awful, and I get it. They've been awful for the past few years. You don't know what you've got in Jeremy Pruitt. But they returned seven guys on the defensive side of the football. Pruitt is a defensive mind. They're they're going to be a team in the mold of what we saw early at Alabama. Play hard defense and run the football. That's what they're going to do. They've got a couple options there, quarterback, Garantano or Chris. I mean, it really doesn't matter to me. I'm not a Tennessee fan, so I could care less. (laughs) But that one's going to be – I think you'll see that game be closer than people are expecting. I think it'll be kind of like the Mount Cody kick. If Mount Cody had blocked that kick, Tennessee wins the ball game. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be more akin to that than anything you saw with 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 Butch when he was the head guy there. That's a game that I'm excited to watch. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to and watch I'm be totally face off. It may be a blowout. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think Tennessee's going to be better than most people expect. But I also understand I'm not in the majority on that. 
So. Yeah, you'll we'll know closer to that time whether or not Tennessee. And speaking of Tennessee, they've had a lot going on on the recruiting side. They're, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're picking up some big-time 2019-2020 mm-hmm. commitments from these five-star players, so they should be able to scale that program and build it up. And you expected that from Pruitt. I mean, you look at what he did recruiting at Alabama. That was one of the big reasons they wanted him at Tennessee. They know he's going to get dudes in there, you know. And the difference is Butch got dudes in there, but he couldn't coach them. Jeremy has been in charge of one of the best defenses we've ever seen. You know, one of the best defensive units we've ever seen. So, I, you know, I think a couple of years from now, Tennessee, I'm not saying they're going to win the East. I'm not saying they're going to be a national champion. I'm not going to say any of that. But I think they'll be they'll, – they'll compete for the East. They, they might be second every year behind Georgia as long as Kirby's there. But they'll be a fun team. As long as he keeps getting recruits, I know he'll be able to coach them. That's one thing I believe in. Oh, yeah. And then after Tennessee, we head to LSU – LSU, Death Valley. It'll be a tough game, yeah, probably at LSU. The venue's the biggest challenge there. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about Death Valley, and I'm assuming they'll play. I don't know if they'll play at night, middle of the day. For Alabama, you better hope it's during the middle of the day. You don't want to go into Death Valley at night. But LSU's not going to be good. This is Ed Orgeron's last year there. He's finally got all the guys in in the right places. They're a young team. Alabama takes that one in my mind, and it's really not that close. Yeah, it's just the fact being that. This uh, Death Valley main yeah. part. I, which I would love. I would love to be. There's two teams that I want to see play at night. LSU and Virginia Tech. I think those two those two atmospheres would be electric. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Death Valley, dude. Like, you don't have to say anything <laughs> yeah. else about it. So you head to Mississippi State with a pretty good quarterback over there. Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah. Really good defense. Sneaky defense. Yeah. Yeah. That that game, you know, you, could, you look at it. Last year was one of the tougher games for Alabama. Right? Um, Joe Moorhead is a totally different guy than Dan Mullen. We talked to him at SEC Media Days. Uh, I think the word to describe him is kooky. And he's very intelligent. You can tell that by the way he speaks. The problem with Joe Moorhead is, and he had success at Fordham when he was there, the problem with Joe Moorhead is he's coaching in the South, a place that he hasn't been before. And kids think a whole lot differently down here, and they connect with people a whole lot differently down here than they do up north. I mean, look, here's the here, and I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but the level and the quality of education for kids in the South in high school is not that that it is in the North. And if you talk to these kids and they feel like you're trying to talk down to them here, they will shut down on you. So he's got to figure out a way to connect with these dudes and bring guys in and recruit and continue what Dan Mullen had going on for him. But, I mean, Nick Fitzgerald, Moorhead told him, clear out a spot on your mantle for a Heisman because he's an offensive guy. He's got a really, you know, dual threat quarterback there. And I think by the end of the year, don't be surprised if Fitzgerald's at the Heisman race. Mm-hmm. And don't be surprised if, if LSU or excuse me, Mississippi State wins seven or eight games. Don't be surprised by that. But as far as seriously competing to win, I mean I think though if they finish third or second every now and then, you are happy as a clam in Starterville. So Oh yeah. And there's a lot of good quarterback talent in the SEC. There is. This year. There is. 100%, dude. You look at the quarterbacks in the SEC, and we say this every year, this is the year of the quarterback, but I don't think it's been any truer for most of the teams. I mean, you look at Missouri. That's an NFL quarterback. You look at Auburn, NFL quarterback. You look at Alabama, future NFL quarterback in two. Uh, you look at Mississippi State, future NFL quarterback in, in, in Fitzgerald. You look at Ole Miss, I don't know if Tamu is going to, to go to the NFL. I think he could be okay there. Um, I think he'll probably get drafted in a late round somewhere. 
there's there's quarterback talent all over the place in the SEC, man. All over the place. It's going to be fun to watch these offenses this year. Oh, yeah. And then they had to – well, they got Citadel, which that would just be a one-quarter game. <laughs> and then Perfect. Auburn at home. So, still. It's always a tough game <laughs> for Bama. Um, people like to say – people like to make predictions about the Iron Bowl, but you never really know what's going to happen until game day. Nobody expected Auburn to win that game last year. No. Especially after going through the hell that was the Georgia game. Nobody expected them to win that game. Um, I think Auburn takes this one. And I know I'm an Auburn fan. I didn't go there. I'm just a fan. But the reason is Auburn's offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders by that time. And I don't know that Jarrett Stidham was the best quarterback prospect in the SEC. It may be Drew Locke. But he's certainly number two. He's one of the two best quarterbacks in the SEC. Auburn returns everybody that they had at wide receiver except for one guy that I think they dismissed, a Davis kid. But Slayton's there. Craig Myers is there. Stove went down with an injury, but they've got other guys they can find to fill that position. Auburn's offense is going to be good. They're going to have a running back by committee. They're going to get that offensive line figured out. And Auburn's defense is going to be good as well. So I think that, honestly, the Auburn game is going to be the biggest test for Alabama this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn takes that one. Now, of course, Alabama's got something to say about that. They don't want to lose to Auburn two years in a row. But, I mean, you look at what Auburn's returning and what they should do if everyone is healthy by that time. That right there might be the game of the year. Because you know Alabama's going to get better defensively as the game as the year goes on and offensively. I mean, you know that. But Auburn is too. And I think going at it right now, Auburn returns more on defense. Auburn's got the better quarterback. Auburn's got the better wide receivers. Offensive line, there's sort of a toss-up there. I guess I guess I would go with Alabama because Auburn lost so much. But and running back, you got to go with Alabama. But defense, I'm going with Auburn. I mean, kicking game, I'm going with Auburn. That's going to be a great game. That's the game of the year in the SEC. Yeah. I, I, I'll go ahead and say it. Right and that's now. a game to where if Sidham has a good enough year, he could be in that Heisman talk as well. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, dude. I think he threw for for thirty-five hundred yards last year, something like that. And he should improve. I don't know why he would regress by any stretch with all the same wide receivers there. Um, I'm telling you, dude, you look at the SEC this year, quarterbacks, there could be two SEC quarterbacks up in New York. I mean, that's mm-hmm. and that's not unfathomable by any stretch to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the winner of that game probably is going to be your SEC West. Winner. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I would facing think. Georgia probably. I would Unless LSU figures something out. I think it's Auburn and Alabama. Yes, that's basically going to be your play into the to the SEC. Mm-hmm. And so, Kobe, he was at Saban's at the facility today talking. That's that's a, quite was, a guy to bring in. Scott Cochran, I believe. Yeah. And if you know Scott Cochran brought him in, and it's for one reason, um, Kobe's known to probably have one of the best, if not the best, work ethics for any mm-hmm. professional athlete in history. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the player – but there was a player came one time who knew he was going up against the Lakers. He says, I'm going to show up four hours before game time. I'm going to try to hit 500 jump shots. He said he walked into the gym four hours before game time, and Kobe was already in a drenched sweat. Um, Kobe outlasted him on the court, and he said, after the game, I had to go up and ask him. He said, he said Kobe, how do you do that, man? He said, you were in here at least an hour ahead of me, and I was in here four hours. And Kobe responded. He said, he said I knew someone was going to show up, and I wanted whoever showed up to see me there to get that sight that mentality to know that you're not going to outwork me. And I think Scott Cochran's that guy, the fourth quarter mentality, I think that's a great guy to bring in to talk to that Bama team about work ethic. And 
Yeah, I mean, Kobe's one of the best, and then you just pump your get your guys ready for the season, and that's one guy to make sure they will do that for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, Kobe Bryant. I don't know of anybody who was a kid growing up who watched the NBA who didn't enjoy Kobe Bryant, who didn't like watching Kobe Bryant. And Kobe's dad played professional basketball. We all know this, but Kobe Kobe didn't become the player he is off of. I mean, he was the same size as Michael Jordan. He 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 played very similar to Michael Jordan, but those weren't God given abilities, and he had to work for them. And you know, you think about bringing in a guy, if your main focus is improving work ethic, there's no more home run player in all of professional sports, who's, in my mind, who's ever who's alive right now than Kobe Bryant to bring in. I think it was great. I'm, I'm sure those guys enjoyed it. I would have loved to have been there for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd been awesome to hear that. Then a big-time transfer out of Washington. Um, El Cajo. Ole Cajo. Who knows? I don't have a clue how to say his name, dude. I you know, I saw this the other day, and I told you guys about this before we started the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, what I originally saw, and there may have been some different developments on it since the news or the story broke. I don't know who was recruited by Alabama. But what I originally saw was he was leaving Washington to take care of some family matters, wanted to be closer to his family. He's a kid from Reno. Okay, you look at a Google map. It's 11 hours or so, a little over 11 hours from Reno to Washington. It's a day and nine hours to Alabama. So if that's the reason he left, or he's claiming that he left, I'm calling bullcrap, dude. I think he got up there, he realized Alabama's got some open spots, Alabama's the program, it's it's linebacker university, that's where I need to be. They don't play defense over here like they do down south. I don't think he's a dumb kid, I think he realizes that. Now, there may be more beyond it. I don't know if he's going to have to sit out a year, but I know he was granted a release from signing his letter of intent. And if he's granted a release from signing up his letter of intent, in my mind, that tells me that He's still a quote-unquote free agent. School hasn't actually started yet. So he hasn't, I mean, maybe he took some summer classes, but most of the time these guys are taking one or two if they enroll early. Um, I think I think he wants to, if he doesn't have to sit out, I think he's going to come in there, especially with the injuries to Alabama, and try to compete for some playing time early. Even if he redshirts, even if he redshirts with that new rule, if he's not ruled ineligible by the NCAA, he can still play in four games this year. If that's the first four games, until they get one of these guys back, they can go in there and play him. If it's the middle four games or the last four games, I just think he realized Alabama's where I need to be. I made a mistake, and he's trying to correct it. But saying that i got to be close to my family to take care of family, thing, I'm not saying he doesn't have family issues, but there's a big difference in an 11-hour drive and a day in nine hours. I mean, that's pretty common sense to me. Yeah, I agree with you there because, I mean, you don't, you don't see many linebackers from Washington. I don't know many linebackers from Washington in the NFL. It's not a hotbed for linebackers. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Alabama, you want to go to the championship and get you to the NFL, you got a good chance going there for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think originally he went to Washington because he thought, hey, I know what they've got at Alabama. I'm not going to get to play there for two years. That's sort, of the, that's sort of the protocol. You come here, you work hard for two years, you learn what we want you to do, you play your junior year, you play your senior year, you're a first or second round draft pick. But he's like, I don't want to wait. I want to play. So he goes to Washington, and he realizes, oh, there's injuries there. This isn't – they're not teaching me the right way. I messed up. I should have gone there. That's what I think. But, hey, that's just a guess. There's nothing hard in stone there. Mm-hmm. And realistically, going to have to ask, what's the chance of Bama going back to bat? Well, it's a Nick Saban coach team. And so the chances are there. The chances are real. Um, 
there's going to be a, once again, I, I continue to hit on this, there's going to be a big difference in this Alabama team because of what they return. Defensively, the guys that you're looking at who are returning starters, now they've got a few guys who rotated in, Isaiah Bugs, Roquan Davis, Anthony Jennings. Those are your returning starters. You lose everybody from the secondary. You're going to have to have a freshman that you're counting on to come in and play meaningful minutes against Auburn late in the season against an NFL quarterback, to play meaningful minutes against Drew Locke, to play meaningful minutes against an Ole Miss offense that is going to be one or two as far as points given or points put up and yards put up, and that's Patrick Sertain. I think they think he's the next Minka Fitzpatrick, but that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid early in his career. And I, it's, I'm not saying he can't do it because I think he's a talented player. But, I mean, come on, man. You look at some of these wide receivers. He cannot stop A.J. Brown as a freshman. Maybe as a junior he could stop an A.J. Brown. But as a freshman, absolutely not. So there's a lot of questions. I don't think it's inconceivable to think that Alabama could at least make the playoff again because, once again, it's a Nick Saban coach team. But you look at all those different things on defense. You look at all the coaching turnover. It's hard to get all new coaches to jail. Now, these were guys who were there, Loxley and LaPoy, I get that. But they weren't in the roles that they are in now the past couple of years. There's going to be a lot of changes. Alabama might – if I had my druthers, right, I would say early in the year, the first four games, especially that Texas A&M game, people are going to look at Alabama and say, what's going on in Bama? Why are they not up to the same standard they always are? And – I think it's just because you're really inexperienced, really young. You've got a lot of new coaches. You're you're relying on young guys to play a lot of young uh, to play a lot of minutes that they probably shouldn't be playing at that point. They can do it. I'm not saying they can't do it, but this is going to be one of the bigger challenges for them to get back to the college football playoff to win a national championship that we've seen at Alabama in a long time. Yeah. But you know they got the talent there. I mean they always do. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. it in NCAA football. We'll look at some. Week one games, some everyone's going to be excited. Football's yep. back. It's going to be start off. We're going to have Oregon State at Ohio State. Should be a pretty gimme game. Just think our Meyer's going to be a coach there. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't think he will? I don't think he will. Be. Why not? I think it's just going to get more. It's going to get ugly. Well, I mean, what is what is left to come out there? You just think that? I mean, I think I guess it could go both ways. But I think you don't fire a coach like Urban Meyer I mean he's top definitely top three coaches college football I would say 100% but I, I just don't think that I think it's bad what he did and I think domestic abuse yeah. of a woman I think it's one of the worst things that you can do um, I just don't I think he don't think that that's enough to fire Urban Meyer I mean any other coach any lower name coach I think definitely gets the boot, but you have Urban Meyer, Ohio State, it's going to be a con- contending team. I just don't think that that's enough to give him the boot. No, I think Urban Meyer will be there. Uh, I think, I mean, maybe he suspended two games, which to me is not doing it justice. I think he should lose his job. That's my own personal opinion. If you knew about this, I mean, look, we know for a fact he knew about the 2009 incident in mm-hmm. Florida. He shouldn't have had that guy back then. He should have never. He should have fired him then and said, "Look, dude, maybe you make it somewhere else. I'll give you a recommendation, but you're not doing it here. We can't do that, especially for a guy who professes respect women as much as he does. And I'm not saying that he doesn't respect women, but what I am saying is he should have never had the guy on staff at Ohio State in the first place. Not had him on staff at Ohio State in the first place. I, I think that Urban's going to be there. Um, maybe he sits out a game or two, but I think 
I mean, look, do you need Urban Meyer for Ohio State for Oregon State for game one? No. 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 So they're not going to – if he has to sit out two games, four games, they'll be okay. They'll be all right. He'll be back in time. You know, they've got they've got talent there. They'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. And then Cincy-UCLA, got Chip Kelly's offense back. Should be a good game. And then Akron at Nebraska, Scott Frost's new team. That one's going to be interesting, dude. I like Scott Frost. I like him a whole lot. I think he could. I think he could come and coach in the SEC and win ball games somewhere one day. I don't know that he ever will. He may be in Nebraska for the rest of his career. But I think he if he comes in, and he's automatically a top five coach, top six coach in the SEC. I mean, you give me you give me five guys six. You give me six guys better in the SEC for a fact than Scott Frost. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. Um, I think Nebraska is going to be good. I think he's going to return him back to prominence. Maybe it takes a couple of years, but. I mean, come on, it's it's Akron. Is, is Terry Bowden still the coach there? Yeah, he's it's still Terry Bowden. Yeah, yeah, Terry Bowden's still the coach there. I mean, look, we appreciate his time at, at UNA, but he's <laughs> yeah, not then, Bobby, you know. <laughs> and then next we have a game that a lot of SEC fans should keep an eye on, the Virginia Tech at Florida State University. I mean, Virginia Tech's a team that's potentially talked about being added into the SEC in terms of expansion if it ever happens. But Yeah, yeah. You know, Virginia Tech, we talked about this uh, on the show um, expansion if they bring two more teams in Virginia Tech I would love to see them there now I'll be honest with you outside of college football I don't know how good they are at men's basketball at women's basketball at baseball so I just don't know a lot about Virginia Tech but I know their atmosphere and the care about their program is 100% SEC they would fit right in the other team I'd like to see is Miami I mean you could say Clemson if you wanted to but I'd like to see Miami in the SEC um, they're, they're down here you know uh, they're good now that and they've got an SEC coach in Rick, so mm-hmm. um, that will be a fun game to watch. When you think about Florida State take, with Willie Taggart taking over, um, I mean, look, it's Florida State. He's going to recruit, but the thing is, he's had to recruit for three different schools in the past year, right? Oregon, Florida State, and where else was he? I can't even remember. Um, that's going to be a fun game to see, especially watching DeAndre Francois. How is he going to be recovering from that injury? Are they going to have to go with Blackman? I don't know. Yeah, and new coach, Jimbo gone. So That's right. They, That's right. So that. That'll be a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about that one. You got FAU at Oklahoma. Get to see Kyler Murray and Lane get to face off against Lane Kiffin and the last chance you boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that team is, the yeah. last chance you. By the way, did you see Isaiah Wright is out? Yeah, I saw. He's out. Yeah. He's at, oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I tweeted at UNA and said, hey, if you need another running back. Like, yeah, I'm watching him. He, he's I think, good. I think Peyton may have mentioned this to me, but I think the – Oklahoma head coach got a raise um, to Lincoln Riley. Yeah, um, he may have because I think something was going on with because uh, everyone knows Kyler Murray's drafted in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft, eighth overall, and probably I think that spot is at least a six and a half, seven million dollar signing bonus oh, yeah. in it. It's a big check. So I think some I think I can't remember who told me it, but someone said that Oklahoma coach may have gotten the race purely for that reason, so he would be making more than his quarterback. <laughs> yeah, one point five million dollar race. So now he does make more than Kyler Murray. You know, Kyler's a guy who could sling it. Where was he before? Was he at uh, Was he at Texas A and M? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, an A and M quarterback. That game right there. I mean, Oklahoma's going to win that, but it will be fun to see how FAU's offense performs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know they were high powered last year, but they started off the year zero and three. So I mean, look, they're not any stranger to losing games to big teams and then coming back and dominating their conference, which is what I expect them to do this year. 
So that'll be a fun game though, to see Lane Kiffin. You know, I, yeah. I still think he's auditioning for a bigger job every time, every single year. We know he's having fun out there. He is. Florida. He is one hundred percent. I mean, he's living it up, dude, in Boca Raton. Can you imagine? Right now, right now, you can go into a bar in Boca Raton, and Lane Kiffin might buy you a shot for the night's over. And probably hit on your girlfriend too. I can guarantee that's happening right now. So I love Lane Kiffin, man. He's he's my favorite coach in all of professionals or professional collegiate. He's my favorite coach. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems like a great guy. Then Tennessee has a tough test right out of the gate. Yeah. Old Grier. West Virginia big. Definitely. I like, you know, I, at SEC Media Days we talked about this, and I actually think that I picked Tennessee to win this game. Probably shouldn't have done that. I, I'm higher on Tennessee than most people are. I did pick them to win this game. But, you know, I said it because they got seven starters returning on defense. And West Virginia's not a bad team, but they, they might be an SEC team one day. You know I mean? Who thought Missouri was going to be an SEC team? I don't know. Um, that'll be a fun game to watch. It'll be a good test for Tennessee early. That's really all you can say. Mm-hmm. they got a good quarterback that they'll be facing. So get that out of the way and get prepared for the other SEC games. Then we touched on this a little bit earlier, so we won't go too in-depth on this, but the Alabama versus LSU in Orlando is going to be a good test. Louisville. Tip. Yeah. Louisville or yeah. I said in the neutral site. <laughs> They're playing in Orlando, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So neutral site versus Louisville, going to be a good game, game to watch. Mm-hmm. And Miami, LSU – Definitely probably Miami on that one. Yeah, probably. You got Washington-Auburn. That'll be – That's the one I'm sorry for. That'll be an interesting yeah. game. I think it's going to be a – Jake Browning versus good. Stidham. Good quarterback duel right there. You know – Some good defenses. When when Alabama played Washington in – I guess it was the first college football playoff. Or was it the second? It was early on in the college football playoff, like the birth of it. There was a clip that you could hear Jake Browning saying, I ain't got time. I don't have time. They're not giving me time. Like, Alabama was all over him. I would anticipate Auburn being that same way. Um, now, I don't know a lot about Washington's defense. Obviously, they're down a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> I know that much. Um, that is going to be a fun game to watch. It really is. Um, and I think Auburn is going to come out and try and make a statement. Now, I don't know if they can. I think Chris Peterson is probably, when you look at where he is and what he's doing, he's a top-five coach in college football, too. He just doesn't get the caliber of players that – Alabama gets or Auburn gets. I mean, Southern boys usually don't go north, to Washington anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the south is where the best talent is. So, I like Chris Peterson. I think he's a good coach. But that's going to be a really fun game. I think it's in Atlanta, right? Yeah. It's going to be the Chick-fil-A kickoff bowl, the Peach Bowl, you know, whatever it is. So, that'll be a fun game. But Auburn does not fare well in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They have not done well there the past couple times they played there. So, hopefully, they're looking for a little redemption. It'll be an Auburn crowd because Georgia is – or Atlanta is just a – Stones throw away a little bit closer than the Washington. Yeah, though. yeah, definitely. I don't think there'll be a whole lot of purple. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll surprise me. But that'll be a fun game to watch. But that Miami LSU game would be fun too, mm-hmm. simply from the fact that I expect Miami's front four to come out and just demolish whoever is in front of them. Next game, a couple coaches on the hot seat, possibly. Brian Kelly, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan Notre Dame at South Bend too. You see Shea Patterson. Brian Kelly's definitely on the hot seat. I'd say Jim Harbaugh is too. I don't know that Harbaugh is. You think if he loses all set again, he's – I think Harbaugh is a guy who is going to be there. He's He's been given the benefit of the doubt because he hasn't had a quarterback. But that's his fault. He's I got mean, one this year. He's got one He's got one this year. He's got a baller this year. I think people will be disappointed you know he's in him. He's 0-5 against Ohio State. He is. He is. I think people are, are going to be disappointed in him if they have a bad season. But yeah. I don't I don't think you're looking at Jim Harbaugh and saying, look, dude, we're going to fire you if you don't win nine games this year. I just don't think that's what Michigan people – but I may be wrong. I'm not in Michigan. I think there's a lot of expectations around him. I think this is the most 
anticipated Michigan season as far as Michigan fans go in a long time because they do they have got a legitimate quarterback. This year. They do. Ohio State, they graduated their quarterback. They got a freshman. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Hoskins. So, you know, they got Shea Patterson. Now, what do you think about Kelly? Do you think he's on the hot seat? Man, I don't know. I mean, that's always interesting because he's one of those guys, he could come out and they can win 10 games in a year. I mean, they did that, what, last year? Was it last year they went 10-2, and two, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know that he's on the hot seat after going 10-2, and two, but I do think if he misses the college football playoff this year and next year, he's probably gone. But, if I mean, I, I don't like Brian Kelly. I've just never been a fan of him. I, I think he doesn't take responsibility for the teams. A lot of the times he throws it on the players. We've seen that in the past, and that's not what you want in college football. So, I don't know. Maybe he's on the hot seat. He's he's way more – I can say this. He's on more of a hotter seat than Jim Harbaugh, in my mind. Is. That's just me. Uh, another game, all this in Texas Tech in Houston. Can be a shootout. Yeah, it will be a shootout because <laughs> there's zero defense. Outside of Dakota Allen, Texas Tech, and that's the last thing you get. I can't name a defensive player on either <laughs> side of the ball for for Texas Tech or Ole Miss. Independence is actually returning on last since you seen it today. Are they? Yeah. Do you like uh, Do you like Coach Brown? I do. Or I, Buddy I, Stevens better. I like Coach Brown better. I believe Coach Brown gave me some glimpses of Buddy Stevens first first season season one. Season Second one. season, Buddy Stevens was real PC and wasn't. In front of the camera, yeah. anyway, it yeah. was. In front of the camera. Dude, I, Coach Brown, that's that's the realest dude, man. I could see why if I had to go to a community college, Jason Brown would get me there. I could be like, man, come on here. We'll get you in. We'll get you up. We'll get you in. You know, all these different things. I like Coach Brown, but he's he's not going to win compared to Buddy. Mm-hmm. Buddy's got a system, dude. Buddy gets him in. Like him or not, he's going to coach you to a championship, and he's going to get you out the door. Jason will never, I don't think, with his tactics, I don't think he'll ever get above community college. Unless he goes to, like, Temple or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, moving on, NFL, we got the AFC West. we got Denver, Kansas City, the Chargers, and Oakland. John Gruden's Raiders. <laughs> John Gruden's that, Raiders. Who, who's the favorite coming out of here? I think it's the Chargers. Think so? Yeah. See, what, last year it was um, – I don't – Let's see. Just had it. Uh, Kansas City was ten and six. And Chargers were nine and seven. That was with Alex Smith. The yeah. Raiders six and ten. Broncos five eleven. Over for the Chiefs this year. Mahomes gonna make mistakes. So, he might. He might throw twenty interceptions. He's a gunslinger, mm-hmm. which you gotta expect with a gunslinger who has not been in the NFL. Like I mean, he's there for a year. He's gonna make mistakes. I think they got rid of Alex Smith a year too early. Um, and just that's my my opinion of it. I think. Mahomes would have benefited for, from one more year. But, hey, if if Andy Reid feels like he can give the reins to him and they can win ball games, I mean, Andy Reid knows offense. That's one thing you can't deny. So, I don't know that the Chiefs will go 10-6 and six again. I don't know that they'll win this division. But the biggest question mark is Mahomes. Yeah. You know, how good is he really? How good can he be at this level? If he can go, you know, if he can throw for 200 yards and keep his interceptions down and not get strip sacked very often – I mean, they might be all right, but and to me, when you look at the AFC West, I mean, the Chargers were the team that I would have looked at, but Phillip Rivers, his entire career, has been the guy who's got under two minutes to go with no timeouts, is down by four, and has a length of the field to go, and I don't ever see that changing, no matter no matter who's the coach, no matter what personnel they have. You mentioned some injuries that they've got. 
I don't believe in John Gruden either. He's showing Raiders guys film from the seventies. Has but they still not signed? Uh, Col- no, Col- they got to get him on the field. They got to get him on the field. They're not making any effort to sign him. And he's probably the third best defensive player in the game. He's up there. I mean, he got him last year. Yeah. Was it last year? I mean, year with was Aaron Donald MVP. and maybe like Von Miller in front of him. Yeah, he's he's the most versatile guy out of those guys. He he can stand up, play backer. He yeah. can get down on the line. Um, <laughs> look, I don't believe in John Gruden. I think there's going to be a big flop. Uh, yeah. I think, I think uh, he may not even make it to Vegas. I feel like Gruden's, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I feel like Gruden's status was elevated after that Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and he got a lot of credit for a team that Dungy built. I feel like after that, he's still riding that wave, and he's getting a lot more credit than he deserves as a football coach. Yeah, and he's not going to embrace the new way of football. I don't think he's going to embrace the analytics as much as he should, and when, that's going to hurt him. When did they move to Vegas? Uh, 20, is it 2020? I think it's a little. I'll, I'll look it up. But, I mean, Derek Carr, they got they got some receivers. They got, you know, they got Mark Nelson. They added Jordy Nelson. They got, I think they still have Crabtree. Yeah, they got Crabtree. And they, of course, they got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. The offense has potential. Jordy Nelson, that's an interesting signing to me. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a veteran target, but he's also a guy that, Green Bay felt couldn't be benefited by Aaron Rodgers. Like, he couldn't benefit Aaron Rodgers. That was his number one target. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron's still pissed off about him leaving. But the thing about it is, is Jordan Nelson's what? He's over 30. He's not the most athletic guy on the field. Andrew Prone, no. So, I don't know. Um, I, don't believe in the, I don't believe in the Raiders. And that's just me. And it looks like 2020 is going to be now. Let's see, they're going to be in Oakland through 2019. So, to me, that says 2020. Okay. Gruden may make it to Vegas. I I was thinking like 2021 and 2022, maybe. I think Al Davis sees himself in John Gruden. I think he's like, man, that's that's (laughs) I look just like this guy. And uh, he's going to be, as long as he's here, you know, we're going to give him every penny of this $100 million because I like the cut of his chip. (laughs) Uh, NFL preseason starting off. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, we got some. What's Baker that? Mayfield is. Give me one second. He is. Baker is 11 for 20 with 212 yards and two touchdowns against the New York Giants. And that's a final. It's against two? That's a final. The Giants. Football Giants. So probably the second string. But Tyrod Taylor was, was 6 for 6 for 104 yards. Antonio Callaway got to play a little bit. Three receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. You know, Saquon had one carry for almost all the yards he had. He had five carries, 43 yards. One of the carries, I think, was 31 yards. His first carry of the game, if I'm not mistaken. He bounced it to the outside. I mean, look, I don't, I don't read a whole lot into that. One, it's preseason. You know it's not going to be a lot of starters. But two, the Giants' first string is awful. So, I mean, let's, let's see what he does against some of these other, you know, some of these other teams. Yeah. Um, are down. Dang it. 14, <laughs> to Green Bay, 14-10. And after the performance the other night, what do you all think about Lamar Jackson and his future? Well, Lamar tonight was 7 for 18 with 120 yards. No pick tonight. And, and no were touchdown. So. Still not too good, but. I'm thinking November. He may get a chance to play. He's still a project, man. He, he doesn't need to play this year. He doesn't need to play next year either. He needs to be, or the year after that, he needs to take three years and stay on the bench and learn as much as he can and 
just learn to be an NFL quarterback, learn to lead a team. Obviously, he's going to be dynamic. He's the best offensive – I mean, he's the most athletic quarterback in the league. But athletic quarterbacks in this league typically don't make it. I mean, this is a this is a pocket-passing league. The NFL is a pocket-passing league. Cam Newton's had one great year. Mm-hmm. Now, he may be the best athlete there or, you know, whatever, him or Lamar Jackson. But he's had one really good year. No, that's about it. Uh, exactly. He's yeah. been average. You've got to look at the quarterbacks that everyone knows, like household names and their athleticism. I mean, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, not very athletic guys. No, not at all. Brett Favre, I mean, he's a little bit more athletic, but I still don't see him as a He's a pocket passer. Yeah. I mean, athletic quarterbacks usually do not fare too well. Look at Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's been injured for two years because he's an athletic quarterback. It's, you know... He's got to learn to stay in the pocket and throw the football if he wants to make it in this league and use his athleticism sparingly. And I don't think right now he's got the mindset to say, I'm going to stick in this pocket and make that throw no matter what. I just don't think he's there yet, which is great in college. Hey, pull it down, run, whatever. And it's worked for Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson is the exception to the rule. Another player I think he uses it pretty well is Dak. Yeah, but Dak... Dak is a glorified game manager, in my opinion. He doesn't throw the ball downfield all that often or all that well. Um, he's not going to turn it over, and that's what you want. He's going to let Ezekiel Elliott do the work. They're going to throw short routes, the 10-yard out, the 5-yard out, you know, a slant. He might throw deep every now and then, but he's a game manager. And he'll use his legs a little bit more. But you look at the build of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is built like a linebacker, dude. He's solid. Yeah, he's a big dude. Lamar Jackson is built like a, a ramen noodle. Like, there's just nothing there. He gets hit one time by Khalil Mack, he might die. So he needs to learn to stay in the pocket and add about 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. He is the NFL version to me of what Justin Blackman looked like last year in college. Do you, how long do you think they give him on the bench as this project of keeping him at a quarterback before they explore options, potentially switching him to a wide receiver, a cornerback, or secondary role? Well, the thing about it is in the NFL – Right, I mean, obviously he's a really good athlete, and maybe he would he would work at wide receiver. I mean, it worked for Terrell Pryor for a while. Now Terrell Pryor's where is he? Washington now? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, was last year. Exactly, and he's down on the depth chart because he was all they had in Cleveland. It was like him and Josh Gordon was off on drugs, so you couldn't throw it to Josh Gordon. It was throw it to Terrell or don't throw it at all. I don't think he wants to be there, and I don't think they'll force him to move outside of quarterback. They drafted him to play quarterback. They saw what Texas did with Deshaun Watson last year, and they said, if we can replicate that with Lamar Jackson, we can have a lot of fun up here. I just don't know if he's got the the mind. You know, Lamar Jackson didn't play in the environments. that Lamar Jackson didn't have to face Alabama twice for a national championship. That grows a kid. That grew Deshaun Watson. And at some point, Deshaun Watson's athleticism is going to run out on him. I mean, that's just the truth, like it will for Lamar. But I don't think they're going to force the issue. And two, you can get wide receivers a dime a dozen. You can get defensive backs who are good. I don't think he's going to take anybody else's spot on that roster to be a DB or a wide receiver. I think they drafted him to be a quarterback, and they're going to take their time to develop. <clears throat> yeah, moving on, we got wave wires approaching. Uh-oh. Breaking news. A strike again. Fernando Rodney claimed off waivers. And... Mookie Betts hits for the cycle tonight. Really? Mookie hit for the cycle. In a loss against Toronto, but he did hit for the cycle. Is Mookie the second best player in baseball? 
think he is. He, he's making a good run for it right now. I love Mookie Betts, dude. I love Mookie Betts. What's Bats his so average, like, what, 360 or something? He was something? So now, <laughs> he may be batting 350 now. It's crazy, man. I love Mookie Betts so much. And you look at him, and he just – like, if he walked in this room right now and we didn't know who he was, he'd be like, what's up, dude? Who are you? Like, just be a normal guy. Like, yeah. He's not a, a huge physical specimen. He just is really good at baseball. And I think he's the second best player. The only, he'd be the best player if it wasn't for Mike Trout. Mm. Best position player, anyway. So, Yeah, he definitely doesn't fit that Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton build that, uh, feel, that could step on a bodybuilding stage if you're not to quit baseball. How many home runs does he have? Is he at 20? Uh, if he's, he's not, he's, he's just yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to be close if he's not right at it. That's the thing, man. He's built like Marcus Giles. Remember Marcus yeah. Giles, second baseman mm-hmm. for the Braves? He's a tiny guy now. I mean, they're built a little dirty. He's a tiny guy, but he's still got power. Now, obviously, he's benefited from playing in Boston, right? I mean, yeah. I think if you're a right-handed hitter, there's a lot of fly balls that go over the wall. He's batting 343 with 26 home runs and 60 RBIs. Is that 26? Bases. Golly, man. The other guy outfield, J.D., was at hit his 35th home run. Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt at 35. That's – This may be uh, – Peter Gammons, you know Peter Gammons. <laughs> Saying that he is the best Red Sox team he's ever seen. They're good, dude. They're good. The question is, is the best Red Sox team we've ever seen better than the Yankees? I mean, that's your competition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the winner they all more than likely is going to. I think, Cleveland, I think yeah. Cleveland's got a lot of say in it, though. You think so? Well, Cleveland's rotation's always good, you know? And who was it they added? They added somebody. They added Zach Duke from San Diego. They added Hand, too. And Brad, Brad Hand. Brad Hand's yeah. the guy that I'm thinking of. So. And they've got Andrew Miller there, right? Is, yeah, is Miller he's, 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 I think he's coming he's back. Okay, so like, he's on the way back. But he'll yeah. be back for the postseason. Oh, that's, for sure. That's the thing if he stays healthy. Trevor Bowers lighting it up. Yeah, I mean, the Indians are going to have a lot to say, man. And they've got good players, too. They've got, I mean, Lindor's a great shortstop. Ramirez is mashing it. But still, dude, I mean, you think about the gauntlet that you've got to go through with, with Betts and and Martinez and all those guys, and then the guys in New York. But I believe if, if Boston ends up with the one seed, they should. I think they play New York in the wild, if they win the wild card. Yeah, I guess they would. So Cleveland may be Cleveland may get lucky and not have to face one of the two. That'd be good for Cleveland. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be really good for Cleveland. But these A's, man, they keep sticking around. <laughs> they always do around Fernando this time Roddy, of year. <laughs> I like that move, Fernando Rodney. You know, like that. he's one of those guys. Like Rodney is. He looks like an A. He does. He does look like an A, especially with his cap sideways. Rodney's one of those guys that like, one year he'll come in, he'll be lights out. He'll have like a, a 2-1-1 ERA with 40 saves and only like two blown, and he'll be great. And then the next year he might have an ERA at seven. I don't know what his numbers are looking like last year, but I know I had him on my fantasy team last year. and Or this year. I don't know what his numbers are like this year, but I had him on my fantasy team last year, and he was awful. So if he's having a good year, hey, that's a good pickup by them. Yeah, the least market. Then they just got Mike Fowers from Detroit. Yeah, that was a trade that didn't go through all the way. And they, the they've taken they've taken Seattle's spot in the wild card. The, the wild cards are just going to go back game, and forth. Yeah, Seattle's three games back from Oakland now. Yeah. Just last week, I think Seattle was up four or five on them. A lot of good baseball. And then switching over to the National League, um, pretty interesting race going on over there. Um, I mean, Phillies start. Phillies have slid a little bit. Um, Braves, or they have a game or a game back now. I think they're a half game back. They should be about a half game back, but don't let me do that. No, they've been. I think they've like stayed around half, one and a half this whole since after the All Star break. 
Yeah, so, they're, they're um, one game back right now. Game back. Milwaukee's a game up on Atlanta, and then the Dodgers are a half game of Atlanta. Colorado's three games out. Colorado could change a lot right now, though, if they beat L.A. tonight. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a game swing. It's, yeah, it's 1-1 right now, so you go anywhere. And that's mm-hmm. – is that at? Yeah, it's at Rockies. It's Colorado, Colorado, too, so. Yeah. I mean, the Nats basically threw away a pretty good chance to make up some ground. I mean, losing a game, Max Scherzer pitches, that's big. Yeah, well, I have a taste of what Jacob DeGrom's going yeah, through. Yeah, 5-0. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Finally won one last night. <laughs> they won 8 to nothing. He needs to be. He needs to be. I can't believe they didn't, they didn't trade him. I was really hoping he, he, they'd send him somewhere. He's too good. He is. I, and I think, you know, when you think about teams who are rebuilding, typically, and my, this is my opinion, when you're a team who's going through a rebuilder who needs to rebuild, you want to hang on to your, your best pitchers as long as you can. Look at how Atlanta did it. With they, the Tehran, they held yeah. on with Tehran. Now, they probably should have traded him yeah. last year and whatever. But um, you need to get – like, Jay Bruce is done, dude. They're, Jay Bruce, he is awful in the field. Literally, he looks like a slow pitch player out there playing Major League Baseball. He's awful. Cespedes is good, but Cespedes is always hurt. Hurt right now, isn't he? Yeah. He's out for the year. I think he is. Like yeah. Nimmo's, Nimmo's good, but Nimmo's, I mean, he's he's like an average player, maybe slightly above average player. Uh, they've still, David Wright is still a man, right? Like, he's still on the active roster. Yeah, he may, he may be up before the season ends. Right, so they're they're taking up one of the 25-man spots. Now, he may be on the DL, but they're taking up at least a 40-man spot for a guy who hasn't played baseball in like two years. I did not know he was still on the active roster. Yeah, yeah he's on the 40-man. Yeah, so, wow. I mean, the Mets got a lot of stuff they need to figure out. Uh, and they trade as Dribble Cabrera, who arguably is he was like their best hitter, right? Exactly, now. Yeah. like their best player, like their best offensive producer. So I don't know what they're trying they're to bring do. Tebow up in it, too. dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to eat a hat because I said Tim Tebow would never play Major League Baseball, and he's gonna be up in September. So so we can sell some tickets. Exactly. Oh yeah, and so, I mean, look, team across the town from you, gonna be getting all the tickets. They're gonna be so far out of contention by that point in time. Why not bring him up? I mean, even Nothing if he gets 140 <laughs> and gets two home runs, I mean, who cares? You suck, get him up there. Uh, Basically, yeah. <laughs> I hate it, man. I hate it. I hate it. I like Tim Tebow. I do. I'd, I'd look for the winner. I'd look to the winner and see, see one of the pitchers go. I mean, when you think about rebuilding. you got more time to put together a trade that you, that you like. The problem is when they want to rebuild, look at their trade chips that they've got at the major league level, Right. They've got they've got Syndergaard and they've got Degrom. Outside of that, who are you beating down the doors to get? Maybe Cespedes. Maybe Cespedes goes to the AL and is a DH. I thought Wheeler would go during the trade deadline too. But he's not a guy. No, he's not top. He's not going. He's not going to bring back anybody's number one prospect. I don't mm, think. No, no Especially during the winter, there's a lot more flexibility. I mean, when you're looking at the trade deadline, you're going to give up whatever you got to get to get the guy that's going to get you a World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think ideally the Mets would love to keep Syndergaard and Degrom. But if they really, truly want to rebuild, those are the two guys who are going to bring you back your future. And I know it's hard to do. I watched the Braves get rid of guys that I loved. And you got to do it. Now, Atlanta's open for a, a roster spot there. We can kick Toronto out. You know what? We'll trade your Julio Toronto straight up for DeGrom. How about that? We'll take that. <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I mean, Braves have a ton of t- pitching prospects. They have the... They do. The pieces to do it. If you're looking for pitching prospects or position players, the Braves have a stacked farm system. But you know as well as I do, the Yankees are going to be there for one of those guys, right? I mean, the Yankees always have a good farm system. And it's, hey, look, dude, you just got to walk across town and you're here. One of those guys, if it's traded, the Yankees will be in on it. 
I don't know that they'll get it, but they'll be in on mm, it. So. Yeah, for sure. Josh Donaldson. Swinney's to go get him. I don't think Beltran will be traded. Yeah, I mean, Matt Harvey. I look for Matt Harvey to be traded as well. I, I, yeah, because I thought Harvey for sure would have got dealt yeah. at the deadline. I think he should have. I think he should have. Now. I wish my Brewers could get him. I like the Brewers, dude. I said before the season, watch out for the Brewers, man. And they're a good team. They really are. They're just playing a really tough division. Really, really tough division. We're, we're two games back of Chicago right now. We're very much in it. I don't think anybody wants Josh Donaldson, dude. I mean, he hit 270 last year. I don't understand he's been injured this year. But you see a lot of guys who last year had really good years and this year aren't because of the way pitchers are pitching now. You are seeing more high fastballs that used to be big no-nos. You used, if you were a pitcher, you never wanted to throw a high fastball. And now it is guys' bread and butter. And I think he's struggling with it. Who's your MVP? NL. For the National League? Oh, dude, that's a great question. Um, I'll have to think on it. Um, and if race fan, you're not going to jump on the Freddie Freeman boat? He's never going to win it. You don't think so? No, he's never going to win it, dude. I would love for him to win it. I think he's a good player. I think he probably deserves to. But he's never I like I like Arenado right now. But yeah. The sleeper, I like Lorenzo Canyon's sleeper. Really? There's not any Brewers bias coming in there? <laughs> I mean, if I, I feel like Yelich is the best. Because that was my bias for, for the Braves. Yelich <laughs> leads the leads one. Average, but Kane, you know, the, <laughs> just his defensive, defensive plays. And he's he's still bad too. I mean, yeah, he's, he's almost bad in three hundred. He's bad two ninety. Why would you not go with like Matt Carpenter? He's he's been hot lately. He's yeah, got he thirty one home runs, dude. He's leading the National League in home runs. He's a leadoff hitter. He's a leadoff hitter. Problem is, he's on a team that I mean, don't get me wrong, the Cardinals aren't ever going to ju- just be awful, and they're getting better, but. You don't hear about you don't hear about Matt Carpenter on like sports. No. If, if Colorado <laughs> makes a playoffs, it's Arenado's. You think so? Without a doubt. Yeah, he is second in the National League. I don't know where his his average is. Um, I would imagine it's about what two eighty. Oh, it's three or four. I was way off. Yeah, it's Arenado's. He may be the best player in the National League. He you might. Think be. He's past Harper. He might be. He's more consistent. Definitely. I mean, he's a Gold Glover. Ballpark yeah. helps, but. Yeah. But I think Eddie Ball, he can, he's got a glove. He does. I think Arenado could. He's going to put up numbers no matter where he is, in my opinion. Arenado's a good pick. He's going to be a rich man one day. Yeah, and he should be. He should be. He should get more money than Bryce. American League, Mookie Pants. He's batting 350. I'm saying this. I think that's pretty much a gimme over there. You could also give it to JD too. JD said they have three players you could give it to. JD said 331, dude. 331 with 35 home runs. You could give it to Sale too. JD Martinez has 99 RBI right now. And that was that was my pick for the All Star break. Where it was hey, we, we were talking about earlier. He may have 50 home runs. He should. He should. You think he can run all 50 in what 42? Was it 42 games left? Uh, I don't. I don't know how many games they played. I think I after should. the All Star break, it was. I think it was 62. Or 59. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Come on. A month and a half a game. Do you think he can hit the 15? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he can. The question is, will he? That's going to be the biggest question. I don't know what sort of starting pitching he's got to face the remainder of the year. So, uh, who do you think wins the – you think Atlanta wins the East? Because Philly's got the, the more sca- – the schedule that yeah, you would – Philly's definitely got an easier schedule. Braves got a tough schedule. They play the Nats a lot. It's, Braves have a tough Nats can schedule. come back. They – 
they yeah. beat the Braves in those series. But, you know, the Braves have played well against the Nationals this year for the most part. Um, look, as it stands right now, I think the Phillies are more consistent, especially with their starting pitching. I mean, they've got Jake Arrieta. They've got Velasquez, who hasn't had a good year, but is still tough to face. Um, and I like their lineup better than Atlanta's lineup. Um, they've got some guys who have done it for a, a little bit longer. If the Braves want to make the postseason, I mean, they might do it at the wild card spot, but look, somebody's going to make a run here late. You know the Brewers are probably going to be one of the two spots. Somebody from the National League West is going to be one, is going to be right there. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Braves to make it. If they do, it'll be by winning the winning the East. And I, the Nationals is a team. I mean, whether you can prove it or not, they're after the All Star break when Harper caught fire, the team seemed to have caught fire. Mm-hmm. Um, they play very much around Harper's morale and. As a big Harper fan, I it hurt me to see his effort, on, especially on a game-winning run situation, just jogging to the ball and then just lackadaisical throwing in. I think there's some attitude problems that need to be adju- need to be addressed there. I mean, he kind of has that prima donna complex, and I think once he gets into it, <laughs> you're a Harper fan, are you? Yeah, I, I, I am, but that that really disappointed me. I like I like the hard-nosed guys, but that's not the Papelbon about Bryce Harper's. Oh yeah, the choke. That's when Papelbon became my favorite player, dude. I was like, yes, joke him out, dude. They, yeah, that's they the need thing to blow that up. Washington needs to blow it up. Well, I mean, look, they're not going to get Bryce back. They already knew it. They they traded for Adam Eaton, who could play his position. They've got Juan Soto up, who could play his position. They've got Michael Taylor, who could be a Gold Glover one day. He's not coming back. They understand it. And I think I'm not saying that Washington is going to be better without him, but they they could be depending on where they save that money and spend that money that they're not spending on him, Washington could be better. They could win a playoff series without and They're going to be getting Strasburg back, too. I don't know if this was true or not, but I seen a tweet around at the All-Star, or excuse me, at the All-Star, the trade deadline, where when that, when it was they were making players available, apparently. Scherzer was offered to the Yankees with Anthony Rendon for Glaber Torres. Justice Sheffield, their prospect, their number one prospect. And uh, I want to say Clint Frazier. <laughs> and Yankees didn't take it. No, I don't, Washington said no. Ownership. I left it off the table. <laughs> I think you're throwing one or two more prospects there. You got a deal in my mind, dude. I mean, Clint Frazier's a guy with some high strikeout, but I mean, he's got some, probably the best well, pocket in his draft class. He's blocked. He's just blocked in New York. He'll get traded if it, you know, he'll get traded sometime. He's a good player. There's just not space for him. And that's about all we got. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for being on the, yes, the podcast. Anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. And uh, thank our sponsors, Hooper's Lawn Care. And then we have Foothill Freeware. Um, so thank you all, and hope you continue to listen. And um, be sure to shout us out on Twitter or anything if there's any topics that you want to hear. And keep up with the fantasy football all that as well. If you want to be entered into the Fantasy Football League, contact us through the Show Bus Sports Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, Canada. Sweet, man. That was awesome. That was fun.